researching and learning a lot about is monkeypox. You may have heard of it. You may not have heard of it. But monkeypox is something I have a feeling you're going to hear a lot more about. So let me get down to it. Monkeypox really has only had 71 confirmed cases. Okay. And I'll get to all the data in a minute here. And out of the 71 cases, which by the way, was in a less than 12 month span from two, in 2003, I believe May to, uh, 15, 2003 to then June, anyone from age, it was one to 51, 0% fatality. Now you're going to see there are a thousand confirmed cases in 2022. It's June 8th, 2022, and there's a thousand. So I want to take this back to where I started learning about monkeypox. And it started with the world's favorite doctor, Bill Gates, who you might think is a software engineer who created Microsoft, a product that you use to type up papers on Microsoft Word or calculate numbers in Excel. Perhaps you create PowerPoints. But who would have thought that that background would lead you to become not only America's doctor, but the world's doctor? So I want to start off with a video from good old Bill Gates looking out for the best of us and just wants us all to succeed and be reach our potential, you know? just loves humanity to the fullest. Um, I want to just say something before I get too much into the weeds. And that is, I implore everybody to do their own research, to come up with their own decisions. And I want to be very clear. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I have no interest on picking sides of anything. I only care about the objective truth for what's best for humanity that benefits humans of all races, heights, weights, ethnicity, whatever. I want the human being right. I am pro-human. That encompasses the way that I feel about everything. So I don't play teams based on country based on religion, you know, based on the color of your skin, based on your gender, your sex, whatever. Now, I'm team human. You're human and you're nice to me, we're good. But if you're doing things to harm others, we're not good. And if it's something that I can help prevent in some way by just sharing the information, hopefully, I'm gonna do that. So make your own decisions and you know, take it for what it's worth. But I want to start off with a video. And uh, this is Bill Gates, uh, seven months ago. Uh, this is uh, this is what he said. And so I'm hoping in five years I can write a book called, you know, we are ready for the next, we are ready for the next pandemic. pandemic. But it'll tens take of billions tens R&D. of billions in R&D. That's, uh, uh, the U.S. and the, the U.K. will be part of that. It'll take probably about a billion a year 
for a pandemic task force at the WHO level, which is doing the surveillance and actually doing what I call germ games, where you practice to say, okay, what if uh, a bioterrorist brought smallpox to 10 airports? You know, how would the world respond to that? Uh, that there's NAFTA really caused epidemics and bioterrorism caused epidemics that could even be way worse than what we experience today. And yet the advances in medical science should give us tools that you know, we, we could do dramatically better. That's Bill Gates having the incredible foresight of mentioning a smallpox breakout. Now, if you know anything about monkeypox, and I'm not a medical expert. This is not medical advice. And no matter how you feel about vaccination, there, there already is information, let's say, coming from mainstream media, typical outlets saying, oh, smallpox uh, vaccine, right? The last smallpox case, I believe, was 1978 in Texas in the United States. And... The only places that host this disease is the CDC and then also a lab in Russia. And that a vaccine for smallpox, now, if you don't believe in that, that's the whole thing, but it is, it helps 85% of the cases of monkeypox, something that's been tested without your knowledge, most likely, since February of this year, 2022. And guess where all of the studies, all of these studies related to monkeypox is happening, where they're actually creating the monkeypox from scratch. And this is in the medical papers, and I'll link everything below. It's happening in Wuhan at the Wuhan lab of rheology, something you may have heard of. Now, we don't know if COVID was, came from there. We have no idea. I'm not saying it did, I'm not saying it didn't. All I'm saying is the only reason I know of Wuhan is because that was even mentioned. And I don't know if it's right or wrong, but what I do know is that all the work around rebuilding monkeypox to test it is just so happens to be in the same lab, which is in the medical reports. And I will, this is not a secret. Um, so that's the only things I'm going to mention are facts. And I'm really going to try not to even give my opinion, actually, from now on. So Bill Gates had a foresight of predicting, what if a smallpox breakout happened? Or as he does it, which makes me so feel so weird about him, is when he talks with his hands open, he, he arches his fingers. Like, if, if you're not watching this and you're listening... He arches his fingers like he's like, think about opening your palm as hard as you can. Like you're, you're like stretching your fingers out as long as you can. And it's just so like, he goes like, it's like, he's like pulling a muscle in his fingers. Just watch it. He'll be like this. And it's just like so far out there. It's very odd. I don't like when people do that. He's the only one I know that does that. And it doesn't make me feel comfy and cozy inside. So anyways, another interesting finding was, um, uh, at, uh, let's see, it's, uh, the nuclear threat initiative. Okay. And I'll, I'll pull this up, uh, uh, on the screen. The nuclear threat initiative 
is a global organization that has funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and many other um, uh, pretty, you know, esteemed, let's say, outlets. Um, and so they ran a monkeypox simulation and it should be on the screen now. And this is amazing. This is, uh, this is from the Substack um, of Michael P. Sanger uh, called The New Normal. And it's called the Prophetic Monkeypox Simulation. The first ever global monkeypox outbreak happens in exact week predicted in the biosecurity simulation year prior. Something I read, I read that paper, which is goes, you know, all the way back a year ago and it was classified files. So I'll, I'll read this out loud is elite media outlets around the world are on red alert over the world's first ever global outbreak of monkeypox in mid May, 2022 just one year after an international biosecurity conference in Munich held a simulation, we'll come back to that, of a global pandemic involving the unusual strain of monkeypox beginning in May, 2022. So we know that there was a simulation. We know that it had to do with monkeypox. And we know that it happened within the past year. Interesting, right? Very interesting. Now, I would just leave it there, but it gets even weirder. There's a diagram in these files of this simulation of how it's going to play out. And I want you to just take a look at this and make your own call as to if it's just a coincidence. Make your own, you know, you know, your own little conclusion or big conclusion, but check this out because this is, this is important. So if you're listening, there's a diagram on the screen that's from this report. Um, this, the report is called strengthening global systems to prevent and respond to high consequence biological threats. Sounds like a, you know, like a, just a regular, you know, everyday paper that we all read, you know, like, Oh, can you look up that in the dictionary? Oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll look that in the High Consequence Biological Threats uh, Encyclopedia. Sure. There's a diagram. It's called Figure 1 Scenario Design Summary. Okay? It says, this discussion was organized into three se sequential, quotes, moves, corresponding with scenario developments, followed by a roundtable discussion of a broader biosecurity and pandemic preparedness issues. The step-by-step -step approach to revealing scenario developments reflected the limitations of information available to real-world decision-makers, as well as the resulting uncertainty associated with a pandemic of unknown origin. Excuse me. Okay? Now, it says, and it's highlighted, on May 15, 2022, there's an attack, okay? And in scenario one, the monkeypox outbreak in Bernia is 1,421 cases and four deaths. No international warnings or advisories. Key issues. International alert and warning systems. Benefit of the need for early risk assessment. Okay? That's May 15th to June 5th. Now, I want you to keep in mind that the first outbreak was actually May 18th. Okay, in the UK, this is May 15th. So technically that would start happening today and I'm starting to see news articles come today. So we'll get to that in a minute. 
Then on January 10th of 2023, okay, seven months later, is scenario or move two. The scenario is 83 countries affected, 70 million cases, 1.3 million deaths, monkeypox engineered to be the vaccine to be vaccine resistant. National responses, effects of early action, international supply chain challenges. Wow, sounds eerily familiar. What do you think? Key issues, benefits of predetermined triggers for national response, international supply and chain challenges. Then in May 10th of 2023, almost a year after the first outbreak, the scenario is 490 million cases, 27 million deaths. Revelation of terror group origins, infiltration of civilian bio lab. What are the key issues? Biosecurity and governance of dual use bioscience research. And then the last part of this chart is December 1st, 2023, about a year and a half after the first outbreak of May 15, 2022. Here's this, the beautiful scenario they have laid out for us. 3.2 billion cases, 271 million deaths, global differences in national responses contribute to significantly variable outcomes. Key issues, international financing for pandemic preparedness, something Bill is quite obsessed about, and measures to strengthen national pandemic preparedness capacity. So that's the diagram in the paper, okay? That is from the Nuclear Threat Institute, okay? That's, that is a published paper that you can get from their site and you can actually just download it. The dates are odd. So I said May 15th um, was the date they had highlighted in the simulation. And May 18th is when the first case was, uh, was, was documented. Okay. And that was May 18th. And it was from the global news, uh, it was in Canada. And says, U.S. confirms monkeypox case and man who recently traveled to Canada. All right. So they were three days off. So it says the first confirmed case of monkeypox in the United States this year who recently traveled to Canada. Health officials said Wednesday is concerned rise over the spread of the infectious virus in multiple countries. So that's also a fact, just like I said. It, is it starting to feel weird or, or no? Maybe I'm alone on this one, but it's concerning. And what's odd about it is if I was like, okay, interesting. I've never heard of monkeypox, you know, I know chicken pox, whatever. Let's look at the history of it. So I looked at a bunch of different places and uh, it seemed like the most concise, easy way to, to pull it up is uh, to pull up the Wikipedia. And in the Wikipedia, it references a 2003 Midwest monkeypox outbreak, which is like a more specific is like when it really hit. And so... Here you have the 2003 Midwest monkeypox outbreak. Okay, this is the first time monkeypox hit the Western world. All right, it was May 15th, 2003. Quite interesting, huh? If you remember May 15th, 2022, could be just a coincidence, but interesting. There were 71 confirmed cases in the United States. 71 people recovered, zero people died. Fatality rate is 0%. Again, this was the first time that it that monkeypox entered the United States. There's another part around the timeline that says between May 15, 2003, when the three-year-old index patient was first diagnosed through June 20th, that was the last day, 
the date of the last patient with a laboratory confirmed case of monkeypox, a total of 71 people ranging in age from 1 to 51 were infected. Those are the facts. 71 cases, no fatalities. Okay? Where are we today on June 8th, 2022? Well, I'll tell you where we are. We have more than 1,000 monkeypox cases confirmed globally by none other, confirmed by none other than the World Health Organization, aka the globalist regime, as you might remember with Klaus Schwab leading the way. More than 1,000 monkeypox cases have been identified in dozens of countries where the disease is not endemic, according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, with some indications that cases are springing from community transmissions. That is from Yahoo Finance. Um, it's all over the place. And so if you think about it, yeah, we had 71 cases and it was contained in a one month period in 2003. All of a sudden, according to the simulation, it's three days off and a month later now, not even three weeks, we now have a thousand confirmed cases. And if you remember what I was saying with the timeline of how this is all going to play out in the little simulation that they did at the Nuclear Threat Institute or with the Nuclear Threat Institute, um, you have almost everything spot on, AKA according to schedule. Now, Bill and his buddies and might just be really have unbelievable foresight. They might have the technology to do so. You know, they might have the resources to, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has billions of dollars. Maybe they really have some sort of, you know, forward looking view that none of us have. That's possible. 100%. It just seems strange. You have a simulation and then a real life occurrence months later reflecting almost that exact simulation. Like it's like a plan that's being executed. That's all. It just seems not normal. And to have an interview seven months ago and say, you know, how would people react with a, a smallpox breakout? What if that happened? And then you have monkeypox, which is being compared to smallpox. And guess what? It broke out. <sighs> I mean, in all honesty, I don't know what to make of that. I just feel like this is so interesting. And because, well, selfishly, because I find it interesting, but also because I think other people will find it interesting and I hope it just raises questions so that we just all become aware of, you know, how this all happens. Cause we all agree. We want to contain it. We want to get erratic. We want to, you know, take the best approach possible to get rid of it, to make sure people are safe. Uh, everyone agrees. We want the best possible outcome for the human species. And that's the goal here. So bringing this information to the, to light or the forefront isn't to cause controversy or, spark any, you know, like heated arguments. It's like, all right, listen, these are the facts. We have another outbreak. It's going to become more magnified or focused on 
especially when it starts coming out, you know, like COVID did, these obsessions and this fear, which I think is going to start happening, which is really a big reason why I want to do this because I, we have such a lead on this. And to make people aware, I don't want anyone to freak out and make rash decisions or live in fear and not, you know, because COVID's replaying at a, you know, at a worse level, like it's like happening again. I want people to know that, uh, and I was listening to Dr. McCullough, who's, I, I highly recommend that you listen to him. Uh, I believe he's the most published cardiologist of all time. Uh, he has uh, interesting takes on, on COVID and, and treatments, early treatment. And he was basically saying that uh, with monkeypox, like, don't freak out. We could do this together. And he named, he rattled off like three uh, different uh, existing drug combinations that, you know, you'll be fine. And like I said, I do want to say that according to history, where there was only 71 cases that ended in 2003 and now there's a thousand, as weird as that is, out of the 71, nobody died. Nobody. Everybody was treated and they were fine. So I imagine that that would be the case again. I'm sure there's very interesting nuances and, you know, everyone has different health issues and stuff, but I think what's most important is people living a non-fear-based lifestyle with an optimistic attitude, getting in the sun, taking vitamin D, you know, walking, exercising, uh, living, eating healthy, and doing the best, most productive things that really lead to the best preventative measures anyone could take which is the simple things of just taking care of your body on a daily basis, like walk in the sun. Like if you, if you can't like, you know, go use a sauna, like go on a, a treadmill. If you can't walk outside, like move. So you have the power now in yourself to really be ahead of anything that comes by thinking for yourself and acting on your own to take advantage of being healthy. And here's the crazy takeaway is you're gonna feel better too, which means, get this, you're gonna have a much better life. So don't just do this for this reason, do this because it's best for you as a human and don't you, 300 trillion to one to be a human being. You're so fucking lucky, so lucky. Make the best of it. Like, this is it. We get one go at it in a good way. And so you want to really do it the healthiest, most active and fun way with the people you care most about. So here's the other part that I think is um, quite interesting. So you have a history of only 71 cases, right, in the U.S. You have this outbreak now. And like I showed, there's a thousand are reported. So it's much different this time. But the United States did some, the government did something really interesting. You would think that something that is really new like this, and you know, we have experience with the 71 people and all 71 people taken care of successfully and it was fine, right? Through normal, uh, through other medication. What does the government do right away after the first case was discovered on May 18th of, of 2022, 
Well, this is from the New York Post. U.S. buys millions of monkeypox vaccines after Massachusetts confirms case. So, and here it is. Why would we order 13 million vaccines for monkeypox when monkeypox was never an issue with any fatality and we only have a thousand confirmed cases, but the government has already ordered 13 million monkeypox vaccine doses. Maybe that's also incredibly, you know, incredible foresight. And maybe our government's super ahead of the times and innovative and just so fast. And they're just like, you know, it's like Google and it's prime, you know, like the U.S. government just weaving in and out, just going like, oh, like Tesla space and peace out. Like, like we, we got the best in the world. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to dismiss that. But to write off the back at 13 million vaccines is like, whoa, like we just went through this and bam, you're just going to do it again? Like with a thousand cases, you're going to get 13 million? Like history shows that it's probably not going to get big, right? 71 in a max style, that was it. Now there's a thousand, you would think, hey, maybe I'll get to 3,000. But 13 million vaccines are already purchased. It just makes you think. And again, these are just facts that are out there in public for everyone to see. And you just triangulate and try to find the truth. And it just makes you wonder, is there something else going on here or not? And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just looking at what's available and what's happening and coming to my own conclusions, which is the only thing you should be doing is coming to your own conclusions. Like, don't take my advice. Don't take anyone's advice. You should listen to all people and take as much information as you can and then dissect it and analyze it and then come to your own conclusion. Don't just come to the conclusion that you hear based on someone else's conclusion. Look at the information that they, that they derive to get that conclusion, but come up with your own. Because if you just hear another person's conclusion and you make that your own conclusion without looking at the data of how they got there, well, how in the world can you make the best decision possible? Because how they got to their conclusion is based on what they prioritize, how they are as a person, what their risk assessment is, which is totally different than yours most likely, or what their goals are, or what's best for their and their families. Maybe the kids, maybe they don't, maybe there's so many variables that make each person different individually. You should never just copy someone's conclusion because they said it and it sounds really confident. That's a dangerous path, no matter what in anything. Like be like, oh, you came back, that's great. What did you use to get there? And then you look at the same set of information or whatever, or gather even more, and then decide, okay, here's what I think. And then these are the actions I'm going to take if this happens, and this is gonna be the actions Think about it like a probability tree of things happening and you having different actions planned. That's all. So we ordered 13 million uh, um, uh, doses of, of this vaccine, okay? And uh, this next video I'm gonna show is, uh, 
is really dramatic. Uh, and it, the reason I want to show it is it relates to, hey, is there something more going on here or not? And I don't know the answer, of course. Um, but I want you to know before you listen to this or watch it, no matter where you're consuming this, <laughs> that it, it is dramatic. It repeats certain scenes. But there's like three bits of information and it's like three minutes. Well, the whole thing's like 30 minutes and I'll link, for, link to it below. But like the first three minutes, I think it just gets a little like taste of, you know, these different agendas. Um, for example, the first part you'll see, it's a, you know, an interview with Bill Gates with Stephen Colbert, talk show host, comedian. Uh, and then you have Prince Andrew, uh, you know, from the UK saying something. Um, and it, it's just, it's really, it's a good aggregation of things. Um, so I just wanted to share it, uh, you know, just to make your mind explore and to think um, it's not coming off as facts or anything like that. It's just like a interesting watch and you could totally dismiss it. That's totally fine. It was just a really good consolidation of these three points, like all in one. And again, it's really dramatic <laughs> where they shouldn't have done that. But the information is really valuable. Uh, are really interesting, I'll say. So let me um, <laughs> let me share this and take it for whatever it's worth. If you want to dismiss it, I totally, totally, totally understand why you would do that. Um, so let's see here. All right, here we go. Most of the work we're going to do to be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. Most of what we'll do to be ready for that are also the things we need to do uh, to minimize the threat of, of bioterrorism. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. You know, we'll have to prepare, prepare for, for the next one. one. That, that, you know, I'd say is, uh, I'd say is uh, we'll, get we'll get attention this time. You know, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to prepare for the, prepare next, for the one. next one. That, you know, I'd, you know, say, I'd say is, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get, get attention, attention this time. Creepy smiles. Bill This is really interesting. This is the most important part. Explicit werk je al om ons in ieder geval op weg te helpen mocht er een tweede pandemie komen. Maar eigenlijk als ik goed volg wat je al jaren zegt, dan is de kans dat een tweede pandemie komt heel erg groot. Ja, daar is uh, wel consensus over. Dat is ook, uh, het staat ook al in, in, een tijd lang in het tienjarenplan van de Wereldgezondheidsorganisatie. En dit tienjarenplan van de Wereldgezondheidsorganisatie. Dus daar stond bereid te worden. En de plan zei dat er een major infectiecrisis zou komen. En dit was alleen jaar 1 of 10 jaar plan. Dit part is van Prins Charles. Great Britain. And I'll explain what this is interesting after the video. Unless we take, unless we take the action necessary, we build, we build uh, uh, 
again, again, a greener, greener, and more sustainable, and more inclusive way, then we would end up, end up having more and more pandemics and more and more, and more disasters from, from ever, ever, ever accelerating global warming and climate change. So then we would end up having more and more pandemics and more and more disasters. So dramatic, I know, but kind of interesting, right? I want to stick on that last part, though, from Prince Andrew. Or was it Prince Andrew, Prince Charles, whatever. Uh, he says, right when he said there's going to be more and more pandemics, I was thinking, okay, COVID was a pandemic, like it's an infectious disease spreading. Like, who would ever say there's going to be more and more pandemics? Like, that was like a, first of all, we never had something like COVID. And if pandemic actually means, like, the spread of infectious disease, like, who would say you're going to have more and more diseases spreading just like the one with COVID, even though in my lifetime, in 30-some years, I've never experienced that ever. Um, but he says you're going to have more and more pandemics almost like it's like human inflicted it felt like you know it's it felt like something that's man-made and so if you say it's, you're going to have more and more pandemics it's like we're going to give you more and more that's just how it felt to me so what did i do i went to my good friend miriam webster uh the dictionary and i just wanted to see if i <laughs> if i knew the right definition of pandemic and here's what i found so the definition of pandemic noun from the Oxford Advanced Learner's Dictionary is a disease that spreads over a whole country or the whole world. Example, the coronavirus pandemic. Oxford uh, collocations, I'm not good with, uh, with words. Dictionary pandemic is used after these nouns, flu and influenza. So it really is talking about the spread of we're going to have more and more pandemics, like multiple, multiple infectious disease spreading all of a sudden, just like it's like the norm, even though we just really had it for the first time in since like the Spanish flu. And it's like you're going to have more and more pandemics. It just felt like it was something that was controlled by humans and can be released or not released. You know, like more and more natural disasters that I get, like you got more and more hurricane, you know, that's just like, whether we don't really, you know, we have control, I guess, to some degree, but like, it, you don't know if there's going to be a hurricane in August next year, but like, if there's going to be a outbreak of infectious diseases, well, that probably came from all of a sudden, it's just happening all the time. It came from probably man-made, you know, areas or man-made situations. And this is just a hypothesis of mine and I might totally be off, but it, it, it sounded, uh, really controllable. Um, I just found that really, really interesting, especially when I looked at the definition and it said, uh, you know, basically it's the coronavirus pandemic. And he's like, you're gonna have more and more pandemics. What a weird, is that a weird thing to say? I thought that was really a weird thing to say. So it's just interesting how this is all lining up. It's lining up exactly the timeline. It's, it's exactly with the government, you know, classified documents or whatever, whatever you wanna say. Um, and it's all linked below. These are all classes, but these are all documents that are public, all news articles that are public. 
you know, it's almost spot on to that timeline. You know, now there's that thousand cases confirmed, but we got 13 million vaccines ready to go. It's almost like we're expecting something horrific, but yet no one's talking about it. Um, and I realized since that, you know, it said it was going to be May 15th, but it was May 18th. So it's June 15th. Uh, oh, and then it said it was going to be June 5th, and it, but it's June 8th now. I'm starting to see all of a sudden the past hour or six hours, like a lot of reports on monkeypox. So all I want to do is I want to help everyone come to, I want to be a part of the solution and not the problem. And if we're going to have something that breaks out, that is not good, that we need to get rid of, or that is dangerous to people. Well, I hope that people are willing to put all the information out there so we can all work together to then come up with solutions. However, the last thing I want to have, the last thing I want to happen is panic, fear. Like we just went through some crazy times and the world just feels off. That's like the consistent feeling I'm having. But like, you know, Dr. Pierre McCullough said, like, we have solutions already. We're way ahead of the curve. We can beat this together. There is early treatment. And if there's one thing we learned from COVID, it's that, well, we have a better chance of doing things right and faster because of the mistakes we did make, which is good. I mean, it's sad because, you know, everything that happened, but it's a good thing for if there's something that happens the next, and it seems like that's brewing. I just have this feeling that you're going to hear monkeypox a lot more. And it's going to speed up quick. I think we're going to start hearing it a lot. It's just my hypothesis. I really hope we don't. But if we do, this is what I'm finding. And, you know, I want to continue this. And let's create dialogue. Let's come up with solutions. Let's be ahead of the curve. Let's beat it together. So it doesn't have to be an us versus them. You know, don't have this be picking sides. Like what happened last time is not like... No matter what you are choose to do, it's not they and then, you know, us. It's we, you know, like we're together. We're all the same damn thing. <laughs> we're all humans. So whatever's best for you is going to be best for everyone. And I don't mean that in a one size fits all like medical treatment way. I mean that like for the human race, like we all need to have certain conditions to live in. We all need to treat each other well. We all need to work together, not against each other, you know, and we need to stay connected. So it's just something I'm just going to do. I'm taking a little shift in my videos. Um, you know, it is the ownership economy and why it all does tie back to the ownership economy, which is everybody, you know, enabling everybody to consumers having equity in those products and services. And so there's different agendas. And one I think we saw from the World Economic Forum is this globalist dictatorship or authoritarian regime. However, the ownership economy is the opposite. It's the democratization of everything. And where you actually own what you use or like everyone's a user and an owner. It's the first time you can align equity incentives with the consumers. And that's how it should be. Obviously, I, I mean, my personal take is this I think it's, I mean, this is really just narrowing it down, but I think it's kind of binary. It's going to go one of two ways. I think we're kind of going either in this direction of 
global dictatorships, centralization of power, like don't ask questions, just do and follow and stay in line. And then this other side, which is really based on the book, The Sovereign Individual, if you haven't read it. And that's the way that I believe the world's going to go, which is actually like, sure, like countries and things like that are going to break down and be people aren't going to trust it. It's going to be more individualized, but everyone's going to have this sovereignty no matter where they are. And it's a really much more optimistic way. But in order to get to that, you have to go through this friction because there's people and institutions that have power that obviously don't want to relinquish it. And so we got to go through this like tectonic shift, you know, this whole geopolitical shift. And I think that's what we're in right now. And sure, it can end up in a million. There's probably many more than just two. But I really think in the end, it's really just the whole individual sovereignty or the globalists stand in line and you just do what we say. And I'm an optimist. Maybe that's what skews me, but I just I have too much faith in the human race. I just think we overcome like everything and we're not going anywhere. And I'm taking the optimistic, uh, sovereign individual approach. And I really do believe that too. Um, which is why I think crypto and all that stuff is super important, which we'll get more into, but I'm going to post more channels that I think are meaningful. And I think that a lot of voices have kind of been, you know, suffocated or intentionally sort of muted. And, um, I, I'm pro human the whole way. That's it. And I want to beat anything that comes our way together. We may disagree on a bunch of stuff, but that's awesome. Like, whatever. Let's just be good with each other and realize that we are resources to each other, especially especially if we don't agree. So anything that's interesting, that's current, that's uh, something related to this whole shift that I think is happening. And you probably feel the world is off. Um, it's been a weird couple of years. I don't want to go back to that. And I don't think anyone else does. And I don't want fighting and war and all that stuff. I don't think anyone does. And so, um, this is just interesting stuff. Um, you know, if you have any, any comments on it, I would love to hear it. Like definitely put the comments below. It'd be awesome to hear from you. And, uh, again, I'm going to do my best to put out stuff every day that I find interesting. I'm going to do my investigative research, uh, and I'll always provide the resources and, uh, and, and you come to your own conclusions. I will just share with you. I may share my own opinions by no uh, means. Does that mean I'm correct? It's right. I'm just sharing what's already out there. Maybe giving my spiel on it just to spark, not for controversy, but for us to find a solution together overall in the macro, but also just to create debate and dialogue and discussion and stuff like that, because it's just interesting, man. And maybe you don't find this interesting, but like monkeypox? are you serious? Like it's just weird. Um, so anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's session. And again, links are below comments below would be awesome. And, um, if you made it this far, I appreciate you watching until next time.